Hey kids, Bring the Rock is happening June 18th and 19th at Cobbs in San Francisco. For reservations, call Cobbs in San Francisco. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Mark Marin, Nick Thune, Grantley Buffalo, special guests, and me, telling rock stories, playing rock songs, and genuinely just going about our business in a way that is as delightful as eating candy. Oh, that took a long time. Episode four. Uh, what a good run it's been, dude. Uh, it's, shut it down. Yeah. Let's I shut mean, it down. Sh- while we're, Get out early. No, we're peaking. We let's not well be take... Sex in the City and stay uh, at the party too long. Uh, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Let's not make a second movie. No. Let's get this thing done now. As opposed to you no, and me let's... doing a bunch of episodes and then making two features out of this, which clearly there's room for that to happen. Yeah. Let's not get to that second feature. Let's take it to let's the shoot desert. It down. Let's do the next podcast in Dubai. Yeah, and then we'll be done. Live from Dubai, it's Walk in the Room. Then I'm going to show you my sweet, sweet pussy. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like silly. I just felt like telling you that. Um, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. What that, do you mean, um? Like, you use a transition of... What yeah, the, let's what move the out of that. We don't want to stay there. We know that that's a bad place. Show it to me. Dave, I will slug you in the chest. Show me that I will sweet, p- sweet pussy. I will punch you right in your tits. Yeah, yeah. You deserve it. I do. You know why? Why? Because I got nice tits and they should be, de- be they in Dubai. They punched. Fuck yeah. Okay. Here's what I don't enjoy getting. <sighs> Sent from my iPad. You know how, like, now you oh, get an email? Oh, fuck you, you <laughs> pretentious. You fucking pretentious. my iPad. God. Oh. Yeah, fuck you. I have an iPad. Just because. What do you do with your iPad? I send emails that say sent from my iPad. Sent what else? Uh, fuck you and your iPad. Sent from an iPad. Yeah, no. Oh, I agree. What a great email. Thanks for sending that your iPad. <laughs> Man, it was awesome. Sent what font is that? They don't have that on my. They don't have that yeah. on my computer. You know, there's such a pretentiousness, pretentiousness to that. And it's pretentiousness. It, it's, it's pretentiousness. It's still pretentiousness. It's too pretentiousness. <laughs> Stay with us. There's you know always. What? It always. We always pull it together by the third segment. You know, words and and using them correctly mm-hmm. is a fucking horse It's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard. So, a couple of uh, little uh, uh, business things. Um, first off, uh, everybody who wrote in uh, and has been saying nice things again on Twitter, oh, we really appreciate it. We're trying to get better. We promised you a mixing board this week. We did not get one. So, it does sound uh, like we're doing this uh, in my room in 1982. That's a Roger on it. Uh, yeah. Roger. We've actually been, we're broadcasting uh, this uh, through uh, Citizens Band Radio. Uh, we, uh, what was we, that movie with in the, the movie in the eighties with, uh, uh, fuck. 
No, I mean, this is like the worst. Like, you'd think we just. The movie with the away. guy about the thing. I don't know. It's like know. I'm your fucking dad. It is like your dad. Except my the, dad. The, the, uh, the, the guy who was kind of like a young Nicholson uh, and uh, was is now doing a lot of television shit. And he was doing. He did a fucking. He did a fucking movie about a pirate radio station. And he was a kid in high school. Oh, 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 pump up the volume. Pump up the fucking volume. Pump this it is up. The greatest pump pod. It oh, up. isn't it great? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Right. Do, do drugs when you're young. Here's the thing. Do if a lot of them. If you are like one of the kids in that movie thinking about committing a suicide, don't do it. No, Listen don't. Listen to our podcast. And I yeah. know that this podcast will probably drive you there. This might be the last. But like, slowly. Seriously. Go listen to another podcast then. Don't, don't, what I'm saying is or don't listen, take your life. Or listen to Morrissey. Like if you were like, this podcast is going to save me, like like Christian Slater saved so many people and pump up the volume. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Listen to Never Not Funny. Uh, Send from an iPad. <laughs> Send from an iPad. How's this segment going? I had this money that I wanted to spend and I spent it on an iPad. You know my greatest quote of the iPad? I, I have a very wealthy friend who said... Uh, this thing is fucking amazing. It's the most useless thing I can't stop using. <laughs> All right? iPad. That should be their slogan. Are you looking at the time because you want this segment to end? I uh, no 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 no. I uh, I I just uh, I, I sometimes I have to look away from you when you're talking because of the sexiness. It's just yeah. Or the f- I. Because otherwise, I'm going to punch you in your mouth. A lot of people in don't your know. mouth hole. A lot of people. I don't. will smack your mouth hole with my knuckles. <laughs> I will take my wow. knuckles and smack them right in your old mouth hole. A lot of people don't know that I, instead of a nose, I have a pig snout. <laughs> you do. And you do. You're like Penelope. You're like Christina Ricci and Penelope. Yeah. Except without the hot. No. So, yeah. No. You just no, look like a. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think yeah. that no, my, you look like a bacon sandwich. My tits are on. They're bigger. A parallel. <laughs> They're a little bit bigger. With Christina Ricci. Like, I have she's, a nice... She's hot. Did really? you see that movie where she was chained to... Uh, the water heater? Where she was... <laughs> fucking... I, every... Is that what it was? I, Get it! Get a copy of it! <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you? There should not be people chained to water heaters. You know what? I really like this girl. I'm going to chain her to a water heater. She was chained to Samuel L. Jackson. What? For a move in the movie, That's I didn't was, see that. It was good, ish. No, it sounds really intriguing. It's uh, there was a lot of blues in it, and uh, I don't give a shit about uh, that. Uh, it was all right. It was okay, as I recall. Can I just put on a blues record and not watch the girl chained to? I don't remember what it was. Called. Was she actually chained to Samuel Jackson? No, she was chained to his water heater. Fuck yeah. Because <sighs> she was a terror. She the thing about it is she was a, she was a danger to herself. <laughs> And that's why they changed her water here. He was just saving her. So just that... like I've saved all those people in my basement. <laughs> saved all of them. I've saved all the people in my basement. My basement looks like the. Uh, have you ever seen the road? The movie The Road. Yeah. No. There's there's a great basement scene. That's what my basement looks like. I mostly keep people for their their. Well, I call them I call it ham, but their thighs. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. I've got I've got people and MRIs downstairs. <laughs> Not MRIs, MR, MR, MREs. What are they called? No wait, no wait. You're the kind of dude that has people chained downstairs in the basement, <laughs> and because you like to take MRIs of them. 
I am a I'm part of a small but growing group of fetishists who want to know <laughs> what's happening inside someone. Oh, it's so. Do you have, do you have a bone spur, or what's wrong with your rotator cuff, or is that a ma- is that a ma- a mass in your lung? Just That's me, my shirt on. Just let me go. No, I can't take one more on my. Hold still. I can't let you leave here until you have a clean bill of health. Oh, you've got a bone spur. You're staying for another month. The uh, I meant meals ready to eat. What is the abbreviation for that? MRE? Yeah, but you said MRI. You said a yeah. different letter. You gave it an but entirely different meaning. I feel meaning. like when people say meals ready to eat, there's another abbreviation that they say for them. They're, it's called something else. It's not MREs. Shit in a box? Uh, yeah. Sarah, they're called Sarah Palin was right meals. <laughs> she was for right. For when the tanks come rolling down from Russia through Alaska. Wow. Yeah, they're coming down. Um, uh, uh, I, I have a I have a pretzel... Um, I had M M&M and M pretzel. I put it up on. I put up a picture on Twitter because uh, my wife, who listens to the podcast, because if she doesn't, I chain her to the water heater and give her an MRI. Mm-hmm. She uh, she brought home a big bag of M M&M and M pretzels. Yeah, really fucking good. So I I've been on this and I'm still on it, although it's really coming apart at the seams. Because how long can you be on a cleanse? Uh, <laughs> And I took a small abbreviated break uh, and sampled. A f- uh, here's the thing. You're not uh, on a cleanse anymore. Well, I went off momentarily, but then I went back. I mean, I've been, you know, whatever. It no, that's, that's not, that's not a, you're no longer on a cleanse. Mm-hmm. You don't get to go, I'm cleansing. Oh, except when I eat, uh, I'm going to have some M&M's. In the, book it actually, in the book, it actually says if you go off, just go back on the next Oh, is it, is it called the horseshit cleanse? I, I, well, I'm not like you. I didn't eat them till my tits burst. What I did was I sampled them. They didn't burst. There was a there was a there was I a viscous liquid <laughs> was, that came out. God, like people are just going. You know what? I gave it four. Fucking, <laughs> uh, I'm done. I'm gonna, but I'm going to take the recommendation. And listen to all the other podcasts that they recommended. Let's face it. This one, number four. Yeah, we came out cold. <laughs> we did come out cold. Yeah, but we heated up when we got into chained people in the basement. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's here's what should happen. I was thinking about you yesterday. You actually yeah. like no. I I was looking at my at my tweets and and I realized that when I when I am on Twitter, I essentially just plug shit. That's what I do, and then I throw like one half baked joke in there, and that's it's boring. Lame. But you have interests. Like you have fights with people, and you, you 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 talk about politics. And you follow sports, and you yeah. follow soccer, and that kind of stuff. And still, you show up to this mic empty-handed. <laughs> I'm grabbing at shit. I'm I I am a I am a almost agoraphobic, right? I will leave the house to work, but other than that, I have to go to a birthday party tonight for a guy that I couldn't like more, and I am dreading it. I don't want to leave. I do not like leaving the house. I love is, being home. Really? I don't. What? Why? I only like to work. And I only like to be with my family, and I don't like going out. I just don't. I really, I just, I go for a run, that kind of thing. But like social gatherings, that kind of stuff, like I'm, I'm not that into it. Whatever. But uh, really, especially groups, whatever. That's groups, a little like bit a big, weird. Like a big group thing. You I don't can, like it. I never have. I've, well, but, but a big group thing's different than just going out. Like you don't, you want to stay in all the time. Love it. I could, if I was in pajamas at six o'clock every night, I'd be happy, ready to go. So 
That's not, you. You oh. follow World Cup soccer. I you, do. You fight with people about politics. I do. You keep up with the Giants. Yep. Fucking uh, pain, suffering. Giants. Uh, they're only two games out of first place. They're torturous. Two games it's out of first place. It's a torturous place. team to follow. Barry Zero six and zero. Oh. Barry Zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry Zero is six and zero, yeah, oh, and Mexico like comes top... five and two. Alicia <laughs> Linskin's names. Zito! No, it's Who zero. the fuck is Barry Zero? I call him Barry Zero because that's oh. what he's been for the Giants until wow. this okay. year. So, you know, you, I follow building, a little you're bit. building them up mm-hmm. while slapping them down. Mm-hmm. So you're a Giants fan. Uh, I'm it's also suffering. just a guy it's, in a relationship. That's it, what relationships are. It's not a good one. It's, abu- it's abusive. <laughs> it's abusive. The Giants are an abusive team to follow. They are tough. It's like being, it's like being pissed on. But it's like someone, it's like someone giving you a massage... And go on, this is going to be fucking great. And then, and go on, and now for the sex, and then they pee on you. That's what it's like being a Giants fan. Wow. And that's I why. didn't know you were going to go to pee. Like, I was going to say, someone giving you a massage, and then they lean down and they lick your neck. And then you have to say, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this massage is supposed to go. You're a big Russian guy. You weren't supposed to lick the back of my neck. It would be nice. If, if Carl licked my neck as opposed to uh, pee all over you, yeah, they pee on you. That's terrible. That, and that should be that should be their slogan: Giants but, baseball. But it's it's early in the year, and there's oh, right. there no two it's games in the out of first place, and then no fucking, and then no fucking. It's hard. It's a hard. It relationship. seems like it's harder for you than them. No, look, every Giants fan feels this way. Yeah. You, it's. Do you know how? Do you know how their broadcaster signed off from uh, a game they won a couple of weeks ago? Uh-uh. They win in the bottom of the eleventh. It's a big game, and the announcer says, Giants baseball, torture. <laughs> Good night. Here's what they need to do. When you join the Giants club, someone should just tattoo the number three on your shoulder because you're coming in third. <laughs> if we averaged out where the Giants have been their entire career, it's got to be somewhere like third place, yeah, right? Yeah, but it's never that easy because you're the, it's like a, it's like someone always getting your hopes up and then dashing them down. It's not just like, oh, they're always average. They're not. They always go, well, "It's going to be fucking great." Hey, hey kids, you want to go camping? Yeah, dad, I always want to go camping. <laughs> Come on, we're putting the stuff in the fucking car. Let's go. Come on. Dad, why are we at the dump? That's where we're camping, you little motherfucker. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That took a that took a turn to like an actual event out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just came like you just tore a page right out of seventh grade. Boom! There we go. How about camping that? Camping at the dump. Uh, how about that? There's a mountain. Go climb that. How come daddy's shitting in the yard? <laughs> it's not the yard. Don't worry about it. Um so <laughs> So that see there now we got you started. All I had to do was mention the Giants, and we almost had a segment. We almost have a we, we are we're over. Done. We're actually over with this segment. When we come back, a cohesive idea that plays itself out all the way through that segment, whatever it is. <laughs> Good luck. Welcome to uh, segment two of Walking Segment two! Yeah, my wife, um, walk in the room, uh, my wife uh, is threatening to boycott the show because of the uh, theme song. Well, let's get, you know, if you got an opinion about the, the theme song, tweet us. Twitter us. Email. I'm glad to make another one. You I can, like it. You, um, you can email at walkingtheroom 
at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Twitter, or also on Facebook. We're a social... We're not just a podcast. No. We're a social networking empire. Dave, we're a meeting place. Yeah. For uh, like-minded individuals to talk about everything from Tim Tams to Tim Tams. And Scottish trannies. Here's the deal. Um, if you've got a question for us, send it. Uh, send it to Dave at Dave Anthony or at Greg Barron or at Walking the Room. Uh, or send it to uh, at Red Hour, Red Hour Ben. Just send Ben Stiller a question. Or you can uh, send it to Mark Marin. Send it to Mark. <clears throat> You're going to see him uh, next I'm week. I'm see him next week. He'll send it to you. He'll tell you the question. Next week in San Francisco, uh, bring the rock. Come on out for that Cops Comedy Club. Um, you can also send it to my dad. Uh, he won't remember. He will... Um, no, he'll get it. He just won't tell you about it. <laughs> he'll probably answer the question. He'll probably do a good job of it. He's no dummy, that guy. Uh, Greg, we did have a question. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Jeff Bodart. Bodart! What's up, Bodart? Uh, don't Bogart that, Bodart. Did you hear well, that I've never heard uh, that, fuck. has he? Uh, he love... just quit. He, ju- he wrote in. Yeah. He wanted to be mentioned. Yeah. He just left. Welcome. He just... Welcome just, to being my friend. Wow. There it goes. Um, he wants to know what we think of uh, the state of stand-up comedy and the young, uh, the young kids today. Are we hearing new ideas and is comedy overexposed? Um, do you want to start? I think, uh, yeah, sure, I'll start. Uh, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's an interesting time because I think that... Um, when 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 alternative comedy, as it was called back in the day, got started, it was because we didn't really have a venue to be uh, sort of unique in ourselves, kind of in a way. Uh, and so that kind of that's where that came from. And uh, and now I see a lot of guys who are quote unquote alternative, or whatever. But they're now they're just really doing normal stand up, and there isn't like that. Does that make sense? There isn't that that need for it. It just, it just has become part of the scene. And so there's this whole bleeding over thing. So I I see a lot of guys that, that aren't as individually creative in those rooms as maybe they were in the past. Cause we look when Greg and I were starting out, we started out in San Francisco and there were just some fucking freaks. And there was, there was like a nightly freak show, especially at the Holy city zoo and there was really this pressure to be very, very unique in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that... Almost to a fault. Almost to a fault, absolutely. And that uh, is sort of gone. I don't feel that anymore. I don't feel... Now, I also haven't been going to the open mics or the to What's Up Tiger Lily or stuff like that. Yep. The rooms that are... These are rooms in Los Angeles, yeah. Uh, so, as far as that concern, maybe it is going on. But from what I'm seeing... Uh, I'm seeing a lot of young guys who aren't. Uh, I think there's some funny guys. I think like Sean Patton and Kyle Kinane, and, and you know, there's some really fucking hilarious guys out there. I think there are. I <clears throat> I, I am of a mind that that this might be the second coming of comedy. I think this. I think there are more good comics out there now uh, than uh, if you look at the first wave of alternative comedy if that's what you're calling it then the then those people the people that were in that crew that to me musically is the equivalent of 
Minor Threat and Husker Du and uh, you know those bands that were sort of tr- sort of making making inroads and in creating what became the independent scene. And now there's a scene for those comics to perform in. And I think what's come out of that is, yes, there's always going to be a lot of just white noise. But there are some comics, I swear to God, I, I, I'll go to a UCB show and I'll be like, every fucking guy on this show is better than I've ever been at that age. I can't, I mean, there are so many great comics right now. It's kind of fucking me up. I really, am, I am really <laughs> genuinely impressed. And here's the thing that I really like about it. Uh, there is, and, and you, you made this point, so a lot of these guys are just doing comedy. Like, it's not really alternative. Right. Fair enough. <clears throat> but hooray for that also, yeah. because I feel like in your uh, uh, Matt Bronger's, um, in your uh, Nick Thune's, in your um, T.J. Miller's, uh, there's not a lot of hostility. Nope. There's not a lot of righteous indignation. Uh, there's some of that, uh, but and there's nothing wrong with it. But there's also just fucking people being funny, like just being funny and being goofy. And I feel like there is a, a, a um, there's a there is a Brian Regan slash Dane Cook influence in these guys. In that a lot of these guys were young, and when they were starting out, they would maybe listen to Dane Cook. So there's an energy that he has. But then they're following through with completely unique ideas. I just, I, I think, I, I think there's a lot of great stand-ups right now. But I also think there's a lot of them. And I think if you want a career in comedy, whew, what a tough time to join because that, it's like there are yeah. just so many salmon swimming up, upstream. Yeah. And to really define yourself, um, it's I, hard unless you're in this for the long haul because at the always at the end of the day. You put 10, 15 years into a career, it's those people that stay around that really are, are, are doing the work. Absolutely. And, and I, I agree with that. And, but, I, but then there's, there's other guys. There's one specific guy who I won't name who is a great joke writer but is trying too hard to be dark. Mm-hmm. And trying too hard to be – it reminds me very much of San Francisco in the early days <clears throat> when that's, that's all we were trying to do was to just sort of out-dark each other. Well, it was dark and weird. It was like you either like Bill Hicks or you like someone like Bob Rubin, who no one's ever heard of because yeah. he was so fucking weird, or Jeff Bolt, who was uh, who still is amazing, who was sort of absurd. There was there was that school of absurdity. There was also, you know, if you recall, which is not happening anymore. There were literally characters. I mean, Goldthwait was yeah. a character. Um, Tom Kenny, who is the voice of uh, SpongeBob, was uh, called himself Tomcat. Like he was. You know, people had these like uh, monikers and these. Uh, uh, I mean, Brian Posehn, when he started doing comedy, called himself the Piranha. You know, very young. Uh, <laughs> he looks that. nothing like a fish. Um, no, no, no. I disagree. He's but, very fish-like. But I mean, there was the, that was sort of the way it was. Is you were trying to define yourself, and then after time, you know, uh, you just become a comedian. You know, no matter what you try and do, at the end of the day, you're stuck with your own voice. And if your own voice and your own ideas have meaning, then you will become something. And and the thing that's interesting about it is you don't get a choice. So as hard as you try to be, if you're not mm-hmm. hard, no one will buy it. You know, there are people... I mean, you mentioned a Kyle Kinane. He is a sort of naturally cranky guy. Uh, he's a little bit... He kind of reminds me of you a little bit in that you you come by it naturally, honestly. Mm-hmm. You, uh, uh, um, uh, so that works for him, but that wouldn't work for other people. So... Um, but Moshe Kasher is another great guy. Chris Fairbanks, who is a guy from Austin, has been around. Brendan Walsh, like there's just 
I think there's just a lot of guys that are, are good. Now, having said that, I've only seen all these people in 10-minute spurts. Right. <clears throat> I've not watched all of these guys do an hour. And well, I think but that's, you a, don't, that's a different thing. And maybe, maybe but you, you don't but need to do an hour anymore. But the game has changed. Yeah. You don't need to do an hour anymore. That's, yeah. Do you remember when uh, it was a couple years ago, you and I went up to San Jose to work, and there was a girl opening for oh, us. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we had never heard of her, and she said... Uh, she said, you know, hi, very nice, very cute. And she said, uh, yeah, I have this video on YouTube. It's gotten a lot of hits. And then she walks out, and it's a sold-out show. And she says, hi, my name is so-and-so. And the crowd fucking erupts. Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson, because she had a bit about doing, about going to a Korean nail salon yep. online that had like six million fucking hits. So everybody knew who she was. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to do an hour anymore. There was a time well, when you worked towards doing an hour, but a lot of these guys go out and do hours way before we would have ever fucking thought about it. Well, nobody would have let us. But the other thing is, because I'm, I'm not going to put, I, I don't like 15 minutes of that. I'm certainly not going to add another 45 yeah, to that and put it in my club. We had to prove I'm that. I'm talking about you specifically. Wow. <laughs> 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 we had to prove it on the road. They don't anymore. They, by the time they get out and they're doing an hour, they've got an audience online. They've got people following them. Well, and and also they shouldn't have to do it on the road because here's the thing: if you can find an audience and not have to leave the framework that you've built for yourself, then more power to you. Trust me. If I could stay in town, just talk about Tim Tams and 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 tour the country doing that, that'd be great. But I can't. But I think. The idea of the road uh, as a way of learning how to get uh, uh, seasoned—it's just—it's the road is a whole different beast. And and I and and the other thing that, that is happening too, and this is really interesting. So, yes, agreed. And that Angela Johnson's story is true. And if you're a young comic listening to this, don't try and get a viral video because it's fucking impossible. And she happened upon it, and she's a very nice girl. Uh, at least she was then. Um, uh, former Raiderette, I believe. So she had that going for her as well. Really. But here's the interesting thing about the comedy clubs that I'm noticing. So comedy clubs are a place where you go and you do a residency for five days and you do uh, a lot of work for them. You make a little bit of money. You stay in a town and you're there amongst uh, chicken wings and beer and uh, you are a part of an evening out. You are not really the evening. You are a part of an evening out that includes <laughs> snacks uh, and local comedians also getting on stage. I feel so dirty right now. So... People think, well, that's where I got to go. I got to go on the road. Now, Portland. Never had a great comedy club. Harvey's never had a, like a, a comedy scene. You know, uh, people don't go, I got to go to Portland. They've never really developed anything there. A couple years ago, they started doing this Bridgetown Festival. So uh -huh. now, that city can support a comedy club, but they're not going to the comedy club because that's not the comedy that they want to see. Right. But they will support a festival on a weekend and they will go see... T.J. Miller and Baron Vaughn and mm -hmm. Alex Cole and Liz Winstead and Marin's up there and you know what I mean? Like they'll go see Chris Fairbank. They'll go see these people because those people exist. They don't want to go to a comedy club. So there is a there is a country filled with yeah. comedy fans that don't want to go to comedy clubs. They want to go see their people in these venues. So yeah. it's... Well, it's like uh, Doug Stanhope. Do you know what he does now? Doug Stanhope does not do comedy clubs. He does fucking bars... And, and no. fucking bowling alleys Dude, he and would, shit. He like would it's play. Crazy. A, he'd play the crevice of a mountain. Yeah, he would play. He, near, he would play. I think he's actually played in outhouses. He, that guy will play 
He will play any. I think he yeah. said it himself. No, he's created a thing for himself. Tompkins, Paul F. Tompkins does this thing where he literally gets people to go, get 300 people together in your city and I'll come. Uh-huh. It's called the Tompkins 300 or 500 or whatever it is. Tompkins 300, I think. Or 200. I'm not sure what the number is. But he gets, and then they get a small theater and those people have already committed to come and he knows what he's going to make and he knows what that they're going to be there. And then he goes to a room filled with people predisposed to love him. Yeah. That, that is, that is fine. I love the idea that people think, ah, oh, you got to slug it out and you got to do this, you got to do this. Look, life, you, you have to work to get better as a comic. And, but I think, my, this is me saying that the last album that I made, uh, Greg Marin is that guy from that thing, was essentially written on the road and I don't like it. No, that's I like pieces of it. Yeah. I like the, I like the flip side cracker bit. The Krasinski bit's a true story, so I mm-hmm. like it. There's moments... But there's chunks in there that I absolutely just can't stand myself for writing. And I think, and they are, they literally were the glue when I felt like the set was going bad and I needed something to, to keep the audience that came out happy. Well, there's something about doing stand-up on the road, you know. It's really interesting. And this is something that, I don't know if you remember this, but Jake Johansson said early on. What, the reason Jake sort of blew up was because Jake stayed in town in San Francisco and did comedy and didn't go out on the road. Until he felt he had established who he was as a performer, and then he sort of blew up big. And it was funny. Well, not funny, but right before before Mitch died, Mitch Hedberg, one of the last things he told me was, he goes, you had a big influence on my career. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, you told me, when I came to San Francisco, you said, don't go out on the road, dude. Just do your shit in town until you've nailed it, and you know that going on the road won't change your stand-up. Right. And then you're golden. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember telling him that because that was something Jake told me and then I told Mitch. But but it fucking worked. And it worked for both those guys. And it's hard because while I I had an hour before the book hit and did it, then I created a new hour after the book hit and my, my celebrity changed, but I was able to go on the road. Whereas before I wasn't. I mean, genuinely, honestly, two weeks before I was on Oprah I went to Baltimore and I performed for 13 people at the Baltimore Improv but which they were no longer nice. exists they were nice you know six of them were fucked <laughs> they were a table of uh, no so you know what I'm saying so I, I, I had a conversation with Cross where he said to me you know for the past couple of years I feel like I, I haven't been funny like you know you can go through those periods too where you just are fallow you just can't find that I, inspiration exactly and, and there's only right so now. much you, you can write you know yeah. and and uh um, and that has been part of the excitement of, you know, watching uh, guys that are new and really just uh, just being impressed and being inspired to write and, yeah. and seeing. And the other thing is, too, is there is a generational shift sometimes where you just go, look, you are speaking to your generation mm-hmm. and I'm watching it happen. And I wouldn't know how to do that in a heartbeat. I, all I can do is tell my own truth. And yeah. it's interesting to people. You know, sometimes I get hostile when I go to. A UCB or a Tiger Lily because I assume because there's fresh faced people there that they're going to hate me and I'm not going to relate to them and I start at them hot with hostility yeah and they're like I don't fucking know what you're mad about old man why are you mad at me I'm yeah. here I paid uh, and I never a friend of mine goes hey you know that thing that you do comedy you should do that when you go to UCB <laughs> like you know how you're funny and you tell stories you should do comedy when you go to UCB and not be mad at them for being uh, a bunch of social networking well, assholes with beards the last time I did UCB uh because I've always been a, I've always been a performer who stands behind his jokes. Like, 
there are guys who you you hide who you really are from the audience. And so I, I while I don't hide who I am, I still I still feel like I hide behind my jokes too much mm-hmm. and don't really let myself out. So I've been trying to do that more and be a little more conversational, a little more uh, fluid on stage. And I went to UCB and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this fucking new way of doing it. And it just fucking ate it. It was just horrible. Now, I was talking about m- my wife having a kid and, uh, and, and being a father. So no one in that audience had a kid. Uh, so they couldn't relate. But uh, after it was over and I totally tanked uh, a friend of mine watching and I said, oh, fuck, man. They just didn't relate to me. He goes, yeah, also your ideas weren't formed. No, right. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you also didn't do comedy. By the way, you didn't do your job. No, oh, I know. right. It's yeah. so funny to blame the audience when they, they came, they paid, they, you know, sometimes they knew you were on the bill. Some of them may have actually even come to see you. And you're ascribing some, oh, they think this about me. And they're just trying to get it. But yeah. you can't get an experience you haven't had. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, and it takes a real good comic like Louie. Sometimes yes. they'll come in and go, here's a situation you haven't had, but I'm, I, he, you know, like, like most really good craftsmen, his bits are worked out and he knows pretty much yeah. what he's going to do and, and, uh, uh, and they like it. And Lou, Louis, I, I'm sure takes the same act into every room and that sort of yes. is the deal. And that was my, and I've always done that too. You know, I've never changed what I do for UCB or anything like that. No, but I have enough bits where I'm like. This is a bit that I can do in this room, yeah. and these are bits I can do over here. I have, you know, like I got to go to this thing next week in San Francisco, or I got to do daytime outside midweek oh, comedy fuck. festival. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Ugh. But I'm like, but I got it. I got it. I mean, I, I, maybe I don't, but I'm like, I have my thing when I have to do a charity event. I know what bits to do. Like, I have those things where I go, look, I'm going to be asked to do this. And these are bits I like and like that. And then I have the stuff that I work on at UCB and that kind of stuff. So, so when you do like the charity event, you'll do like... I'll do like... Tim Tam is, it tastes like God's pussy. I, I, I will open with... I will open up with how many people have eaten God's pussy. Yeah. And no one raises their hand. Jeff, I hope we helped you and answered your question. <laughs> I certainly enjoyed this. Look at how focused we are when you send us a question, people. If you want this show to be good, you have to ask us a question. So please send uh, your questions to us, and we'll be back uh, for a rambly, shitty third one. Oh, yeah. It's going to suck. Oh, boy, Greg. You know what segment this is? It's uh, segment three of Walk in the Room. Mm-hmm. This is when uh, there's a lot of slapping, um, you know, partial get, nudity. You know, there's a lot of shaving of the regions, the junk. Yeah, I, I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm actually not listening to you because I know if I do, if I do lock in, I'm uh-huh. going to get sick to my stomach. Now, yeah. this is when you know we're good at the podcast when we don't have to tell you what segment it is. We just do it because my guess is they'll know it's segment three because two segments have preceded it. Mm-hmm. So you're listening to segment three of Walking the Room. Four. This is 3.4 then. You listen to this. 4.3. Oh, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. Doing a podcast with you was the worst idea I, I ever had. I will fucking slug your pelvis. Oh my God. Would I will slug you in the pelvis. You know pelvis. what would be great? Is a, I will. Uh, you, do you know be? Slug it. Slug First my fucking off, pelvis. I will Do you think I don't like that? Do you think I don't pay for that on the fucking streets? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know how much money I paid to get my pelvis slugged? Buddy, I don't know what you uh, 
do when you leave here because uh, I shut down emotionally. You shut down emotionally when we turn on the microphone. Sometimes I will shut it down, but then I'll pot, then I'll I'll pot it back up. What the I'll, fuck I'll does that pot mean? Pot it back up. Pot it back up. So you're using pot like pot is like pot. Turn it up. Pot. Let's put a little bit of heat on that. What the Let's fuck make it are wet. you talking about? Reverb. Let's put some reverb on this. God damn! Let's <laughs> fucking let's bring you down in the monitor. We should, we need to bring you down. This is awesome. We're we're again on the box and one microphone. I, I never wanted to slap anybody more. Listen, uh, you listen to segment three. <laughs> they fucking no, they don't give a hey, shit. Hey, hey, and guess what? A gentleman whose name I can't remember uh, tweeted that no one has ever done a better Tim Allen impression than myself. I know who that is. First off, that guy is crazy. Uh, and he uh, is sucking up to you because he thinks you're the brains of the operation. Would you like a hammer? It's, 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 like the, it's, as, it's as disappointing a thing as there is. Mm, tools. Mm. That's like tropical fruit candy. Fucking that, oh, nailed mango. it. I fucking nailed it. That's the mango fruit candy of imitations. I'm going to ignore that because it's stupid. So, here's the deal. You should say that almost every time I finish something. <laughs> I'd love to. God you damn should. it. You should. Um, so, uh, so and coming off the last segment, we talked about comedy. And my comedy career is in the, um, the shithole can ass. Fuck pie. Uh, right now, because uh, a lot, because I had a, I had a child who is now one. And I am tired at night because I take care of him all day. Because I am a guy who doesn't have a regular job. So now I have a job taking care of a kid. I've never actually had a job in like this ever. I've worked some jobs, but never like a full-time job. I've always been a, a stand-up or whatever. So it's it sort of killed me as far as... It's killed my creativity a lot because I'm just fucking tired. And I... I'm not the guy... I'm not like Louis. I'm not the guy who has always talked about his sort of life, his personal life. I haven't, I, 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 I skim around it, but I never get very honest about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because early on, I tried to write jokes about my dad and it terrified the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I stopped doing it. And then I had the same uh, thing happen at UCB where I went up and I, I didn't have it fully formed and I scared the audience and it was fucking weird again. So I have, I have you know, there's these things that hold me back from doing it. Uh, so I, I've never really talked about my family. I talk about my wife a little bit and some shit that's happened with, you know, having the kid and stuff, but, but overall it's not like my arena. Right. And so, so now I'm in this place where I don't have time to do stand up. Like I'm, I'm too fucking tired at the end of the day. I can't go to Tiger Lily or UCB or, uh, your, uh, little room disaster, little room disaster. At Largo mm-hmm. at the end of every month mm-hmm. for except, except this one. Except this one. Taking a breather. Coming back in July. First 20 people free. Same month as a new Monarch single. Uh, right. So that's a big month for you. Uh, that's a great thing to bring up while I'm talking about doing nothing. Slugaroo! <laughs> 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 Saw the space, oh, took it, God, filled it with fuck. a plugaroo. Oh, RainingMonarch.com. Oh, I, I wish I had an, an ice pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do too. You put me out of my misery during Jesus this segment. Christ. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, so I have no fucking time and I'm learning that, you know, when you have uh, fucking kids, you can't put them in a cage or, or a place 
where they don't bother you for a little while or they aren't needing shit like to be held mm. or to eat or all that fucking nonsense. Yeah. That uh, as my dad used to call it. For your, a bit. They get- as my dad used to call it, you're a needy baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't have that stuff. Yeah, for a bit. Well, right now he's in the middle of it. He's he's like, you know, he needs to be picked up. He needs to be fucking held. Yeah, yeah. He needs me to engage him all the time. So I'm always doing that. So I have no no time for anything. And and all my life, I have never had a job. I've never had anything but free time. So let me tell you about what... This is how I go insane now. This is how my fucking day is. In the old days, if I couldn't find my wallet, I would just look for it. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, fuck. Uh, I might have to call and cancel all my shit. Uh, I don't know where... So I had taken him to the gym. And I knew I had my wallet with me then and now I was at home and I and I need to go you took out. your you took your you kid to the gym your, there's, there's daycare the there and I can drop him off got it okay. I don't know I don't run with him on the treadmill yeah because well, that'd be going, fucking awesome wouldn't well, it yeah yeah throw throw that shit in a fucking yeah. uh, in a something a Bjorn hanging off the front right so you took do some uh, curls yeah why the fuck not baby gym baby curls baby curls are great so uh so leave him daycare I come out I can't find I get home I can't find my fucking wallet I'm looking all over the place for it, uh, and and I can't find. And and the thing is, you can't just look because there's a dude, a very small, compact person who screams ah! if you're not paying attention to him, right. and you're in a panic about your wallet. So I'm in, I'm like a double fucking panic. I'm losing my mind, looking everywhere in the house, can't find it. Now I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to call the, uh, I'm going to have to call and cancel them all. He won't let me talk on the phone. He hates it when I'm on the phone. So it's a whole fucking nightmare. I go out to the car, I look, I'm holding him. Like, God, did it slip down somewhere? Where the fuck is it? An hour of looking for my wallet. With a screaming baby. With a screaming baby who who wants to play with toys. Yeah. I have to find, I have to make sure I didn't lose my wallet because his, the money that he needs to eat is in my account. Right. I finally find it between the seats. Right. And now I'm like, okay, I can get the shit done that I needed to get done. And I go in the house. And I grab everything I need and I walk out and I close the door and I go, oh, fuck. You know what I really need? My fucking keys. So now I'm locked out of the fucking house. If you don't have a baby and you're locked out of the fucking house, (laughs) you kick it. You go to someone's house. You go, hey, I'm locked out. I got to wait for my wife comes home. I have a fucking baby with a fucking pants full of fucking, I guess that's urine. What comes out of their their cocks? Mm -hmm. Urine. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, and then, and now I'm like going to my neighbors, like, do you know how to break into a house? Do you know how to break through a door? No, a guy comes over the local, I, he's a guy, shady character, may have punched a woman on the street a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, him around I, the so kid. I go to him Cab and I go, him around the baby. I go to him and I go, do you No, here's the kind of guy he is. We have a neighbor across the street has a baby the exact same age. He walks out uh, of his apartment the other day and he's got a giant bong in his hand and he looks at the, my friend with his kid and he goes, bet this isn't the first time she's seen one of these, huh? And then he turns around and does a bong hit and then turns back around and is blowing it out. And my friend goes, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Not in front of my kid. No, she hasn't seen one before. And he's like, oh, fuck, really? Oh, man. Because in his world, everybody smokes Smoke pot. Yes. He just yeah, yeah, does yeah. bong hits well, in front of babies. Weed. Hey, weed. Hey, you up for a little B&B, bongs and babies? Yeah. They love it. So, uh, so I, that's the guy I see on the porch. I'm like, well, this guy knows how to break into a fucking house. Yeah. Right. He doesn't. He's so fucking useless. 
as a drug dealer and a lady awesome. puncher that he can't break into a house. I love it. So, uh, so, so then, now, hang on, let me just say what yeah. I'm seeing right now. Yeah. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing Act One of Show One of your show. Yeah. Of your of your television program. <laughs> and I'm seeing the best friend neighbor. Love him. Love it. Yeah. Already love it. Yeah. I'm already in. So Henry Rollins hates your baby. Oh fuck. So. Every so at this point, I don't know what the fuck to do because my wife's not coming home till ten. Yeah, I have no in house. I'll call the landlord. Blow it. The dude. landlord is uh, in in the person with the keys is you know too far away. Yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck, what the fuck do I do? It's his bedtime at this point, so he's now screaming because he wants to go to sleep. Yeah, and I remember a friend of mine has keys at his house in case of an emergency, and I call him up and he's like, oh, I'm watching the Laker game. I'm away, blah, blah. And then he goes, but my door's open. So I fucking go over to my friend's house, walk over to my friend's, get the keys with the baby, holding a baby. Urine soaked. Urine soaked. Seriously, urine soaked baby. Pickled. Yeah, by the time I get Pickled back. in his own pee. Pants wet with yeah. his sweet urine. You shouldn't call it that, by the way. I don't. Okay, because it sounded like you said sweet urine. No, you urine. said oh, sweet urine. Right, okay, sorry. I said sweet pussy earlier. I meant, oh, fuck. So I find, so but but seriously, that's four hours of my day that was had had I if I didn't have if I didn't have this this kid yeah. who I love that would have taken no time that would all taken no time. But you you everything you do is fucking different. You have no there's no normal there's yeah. no previous normalcy. So I'm literally yesterday going fucking insane because in my brain I'm going this should be easy, this should be so fucking easy. And nothing is easy. No, it's not. Nothing is easy. It's spectacular. And it's why I can't fucking do stand-up. That's why I can't get anything done. Because there's a fucking small dude yelling at me all the time. Dude. A very small, pee-filled person. Those stories, man. But here's the thing, too. I want you to remember this now. And like this. Those stories, for the most part, happen to women all the time. I I have tits. I, I fly out of town. Yeah. Here's me. I fly out of town right after True's born. Tree falls on the house. I mean, it's trapped in over the front door. Seriously? I mean, it's trapped in the house with a baby. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. When the shit goes down with the baby, I'm always in another zip code. And, and, and she has, and she'll tell me the story like you told right now, loud. Yeah. And she'll just, and it's like, and I get it. Like it's a, it's a, it's, you know, uh, it's hard. That's all you got. It's hard. It's hard. It's, uh, well, no. I mean, uh, uh, I'm pretty good with my keys. <laughs> you know, I, I know where my keys are and I know where my wallet is. And <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> fuck. You are the worst human being alive. <laughs> but, and I know the reason I lost my keys is because I was so fucking thrown off by the wallet thing. Yeah. That I just got unscrambled because I always go keys. But now, could you not, like, here's the thing. Yeah, it's hard. You can't. Because clearly, it, while you were telling that story, I wanted you to stop and take a breath. I did. Yeah, it's hard. I did stop and take a breath. You but locked you, the keys but, in. With the, but you know, when you, you stop. the baby here's, in the Here's house, the deal. Because I thought you would picture, come out and leave the baby this. and the keys in there. Yeah. No, okay. Why don't you right now stop and take a breath? Just just stop and take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How's your breath going? It's is it going bad. good? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so it's, it's not stopping. It's not comfortable. Yeah, it's hard, man. Having a baby's hard. I did look at him a couple of times and go, fuck, can you just give me a break right now? And what did he do? What did he do? scream more. Yeah, he just did. Because he, he doesn't fucking give a shit. He doesn't know. It's all about him. He doesn't know. But he can sense your panic. He can't sense my panic. He knows panic, it's all going wrong. And it makes it Here's worse. Here's what's happening for him. He's like, wow, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't have enough. I don't know. I do know enough. I don't know anything because I'm a baby. But fuck, dude, grab your keys. Yeah. But I can't say that to you because I'm a baby. And I'm in my I'm in my pee. Yeah. And your friend's watching the Laker game. I know. That was the other thing. The the dude next door, he comes outside. He goes, oh, fuck. Oh, because you need to get in to watch the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, dude. That and because I have a fucking baby in my arms. All oh, right. You're, you got a baby. The first thing on Stoner's head is the fact that there's a Laker game on. If not you don't the think there's a this, you're insane. There's a show. No. I mean, that that's just too good. That's just too good. I think that was a nice segment. That was a nice, almost... It, the only thing that would have made it Raymond Carverish is if you'd gone for a drink and then forgotten to come home. <laughs> and forgotten the baby. Like, you're finally feeling good, you come in the door, and you forgot the baby at the bar. That would have been good. It would have been a little, a little Raymond Carver, but it would have been, you know, would have been a little, little, little dim. I love Raymond Carver. And then my wife would have come home and gone, uh, where's the baby? Oh, oh. Hang on. Hang on. Do you know, hang on. Did you? What was, what was the score of the Laker game? <laughs> Lakers won. That's all I know. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, he's down at the snake bite. The baby's at the snake bite. <laughs> baby's at the snake bite. Yeah. Did you know you can get four pints of Boddington's in in trade for a baby? <laughs> yeah. You can. You can. And by that third pint, you don't even remember you had a baby. Fuck. That's the sweet part. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I don't get a lot of stand-up done these days. There you go. So that's it. If you were wondering when, when you're going to be able to see Dave again, uh, not for a very, very long time. <laughs> After I get out of the time. hospital. Yeah. Uh, so it concludes... Walking the Room. Episode... Quattro. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Mm-hmm.